0: Hi, welcome to New Hope Community Church Online. The sermon you are about to hear was originally given by Pastor Chuck Wilson. New Hope Community Church, to know, to live, and to share Jesus Christ. We're talking about spiritual roadblocks, spiritual roadblocks, and we're on part two today. But last week, we got through uh, a Christ image. I, I actually, been as we're doing that worship, I think um, I might shift and, and do a little bit more on that from last week. I'm going to hang on to this one for next week, because I just was getting a little leading on some things to talk about as they were worshiping. That was just powerful, powerful worship. Let me pray first, and I'll explain. Uh, Father, we just thank you for the worship today. We thank you for letting us be here today. We pray that your Holy Spirit would touch us and speak to us and, and through your word today. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. So, we're going to have to take another week in spiritual roadblocks because I'm going to hang on to the two and three, the, the sin and stronghold one for next week. Don't miss next week, sin and stronghold. But I just feel like um, last week is, was such a foundational concept. And the songs that we're singing, especially the last couple about God's mercy and God's grace and God's love. God's love. If you were here for the Christmas services, you, you're, so we just really focused on God's love. That's why he sent his son Jesus. That's, that's why he sacrificed his son. And, and then we started off the year last week with, with spiritual roadblocks, and we focused on a poor Christ image and how important it is to have a, the right Christ image and who we really are and, and it 's based on his love is and it 's based on that we are now his children, and until we really understand god 's love and we really understand what that means to us we can 't move forward spiritually there 's going to be many, many roadblocks in the way until we 're really really break free from God's love break free through his love in Jesus Christ and even after we the, the first point the first starting point is when we we act on his love John 3:16 John 3:16 for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life God in his love Gave his son Jesus. He was born at Christmas. We had a beautiful Christmas season and services. But he was born for a reason. He was born to die for us. In our place. Because we've all, we're all in a prison. Every one of us is in a prison of sin. In strongholds. And Satan is the, the, the warden. And we can't get out. Just as we heard about the prison ministry a little bit earlier. We are, we're all in a spiritual prison now and forever, for eternity, and there's no way out. But God sent His Son, Jesus, to take our place, to be our substitute, to die in our place. We all deserve execution. But He sent His Son to die in our place, and it had to be His Son. He's the only one who could set us free, the only one, because He is the only one who could live a perfect life and and could be pure in the law of sight. Never break the law. See, every one of us has broke the law many, many times. Probably on the way here, some of us broke it many times. Driving too fast. What we thought, what we said. You know, you know, we, we constantly break God's law in His word. We constantly are breaking that. And, and the cosmic justice demands punishment. Just We all have this in us. If someone does something wrong, that's not right. They wrong us. You know, if we do the wrong, usually we kind of let, don't see what the big deal is. But if someone wrongs us, right? Someone hits our car; they're going to have to pay for that, right? Someone steals something from us; they better go to jail. Someone, you know, we 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 expect justice. Things that go wrong in the world so that's not right. Someone better pay for that, especially when it's done to us, right? But that's how it—that's that's justice that's in us. In 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 wrong breaking the law, sin demands justice, and God is just. Understand this about God. God is loving. Everybody talks about God's love. He is so loving, but he's also just. He has to punish sin. He has to punish wrong. If he doesn't, he wouldn't be just. If, you, if your dad is a judge and you go to your dad and you say, uh, Dad, I just uh, you know, got caught with my 50th speeding ticket. And uh, Dad, you know, it's your dad who's a judge. Dad, can you just overlook this? Sure, son, I love you. Dad loves us, right? I love you. Go on. Go ahead. He couldn't do that, could he? Well, a lot of them do it, but they get caught sooner or later, right? But, but we, we can't do that. Because what would that judge become? Unjust. And even though he loves, my dad loves me, but he's the judge, he will lose his just character if he does that. So God has to punish sin. He has to. And we are all in prison, locked in prison. We can't get out. There's no way out, and none of us can help each other. Imagine we're all in prison. We're all on death row, which is where we are, right? We're all on death row, and we're waiting for our judgment. And we are waiting. And and let's say, let's say the guy next to you in the cell, cell one cell over, says, uh, "Hey, tell you what, I'm going to ask that we can trade places because." You're scheduled to go to execution today, and he's just scheduled a week from now. So the warden says, sure, go ahead, switch places. Has that person helped you? No, they just bought you a week, right? But let's say the, the chaplain comes in, and the chaplain is not in prison. He's never broken the law. He's innocent in the, God's, in, in, in the law's eyes. He comes in, and, and he feels sorry for you in your prison cell. going to be executed soon, and he says, warden, let me take his place. And the warden says, okay, you can be a substitute. You switch. Has he helped you? Yeah, because the chaplain is going to walk out any time. He's innocent in the law of sight. That's what it took. Someone had to come along. Jesus, the perfect God-man, who had never broken the law, who can trade places with us. And that's what Jesus did. He said, Father, I will take their place. And he came and died on the cross in our place. He was a ransom. He ransomed us, the Bible teaches. He was our substitute. And when he comes along and says, I will take their place. He dies and we go free. And he did that because of love. So often we focus on God's mean and God God's punishment. But, but. God is just, he has to punish sin, but he loves us so much that he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And the word believe there means to put your complete faith and trust in. It's not just intellectual. So many people say, yeah, I I know who God is, I know who Jesus is. I believe he died on the cross. I believe he even rose from the dead. To prove he was the son of God, that's why he rose from the dead and to give us a brand new life. But it's just here. But the word there in John 3.16 in the Greek means a lot deeper than just knowing something in the head. It means a heart belief. It means a completely trust and cling to and depend on. And every one of us at one day has to make a decision. Am I going to believe in Jesus, put my faith and trust in Jesus or not? And it makes all the difference. Because in John 3.36... In John 3:36, he goes on to say, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. God, in his love, has sent his Son, but we have to make that choice. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. John 3:36. It's our choice. It's our choice. So, have we acted on God's love? Have you ever put your faith in Jesus Christ? Have you acted on his love? I hope you don't leave this building today without doing that. We'll come back to that in just a few moments. But after we put our faith in Jesus Christ, it's very important that we understand who we are in Christ. Very, very important that we understand that. And that's what I did a handout last week on the back table. We, we really focus on who we are in Christ. And the real key is we are a child of God. In John one twelve, it says, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Have you received Jesus? How? By believing in him, by putting your complete trust and faith in him, giving your life to him. Have you done that? If you have, you have become a child of God. And it's a radical concept, something we kind of take for granted. Oh, we're all just children of God. No, we're not. We're not all children of God. We were all created by God, but many of us have morphed into, all of us at one time morphed into mutants and hated God. That's where we all were. Maybe some of you are, that we're enemies. But God is giving us a chance to become his child if we will receive his son Jesus by believing in him. And when we do that, we become children of God. And everything changes. The Holy Spirit comes inside of us, lives inside of us, and we become different people. All of a sudden, we have this conviction. What? I used to do this all the time, but it didn't bother me. Why does it bother me now? I used to enjoy this sin and I don't enjoy it anymore. I used to not understand the Bible and just didn't get it. And now it's like coming alive to me. That's because the Holy Spirit comes inside of us when we become a child of God. And it changes everything. Now we're perfect. Not, okay. Wouldn't it be great if we just be perfect, be finished product? It's a battle. We talked about that last week. It's a battle. It's a spiritual battle. God begins to change us. And we hang on to a lot of things. We don't want to let go of them. And we want to keep on, you know, getting some enjoyment out of that old dead nature. We still want to carry that that dead body around. Romans 6, verse 3. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were there buried with him through baptism the death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Uh, Romans 6.6 6. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Our old self was crucified. Our old sinful nature was crucified. It's dead. It's gone. But you know what we try to do? Even though we know we're dead to sin, even though we we know it's been crucified, we still try to get some enjoyment out of that old dead body. That's what we try to do. We still try to carry that around and get some enjoyment. And there's nothing we can't. It's dead. I remember the um, movie, All Quiet on the Western Front they still read that in school anymore? But I remember his good friend was wounded, and he, and he puts him on his back, and he's carrying him, carrying him, carrying him, and he carries him all the way back to the hospital through all this danger and bullets and everything, and he's so excited he gets his friend back. Remember? And he gets him, he puts him down, and they're like, why would you bring this dead guy in here? Because a sniper had hit him. As he was going, the sniper had hit his friend and finished him off. He didn't know he carried him all that distance. And I was like, oh, it was brutal. But we do the same thing. Our old nature is dead. The moment you put your faith in Christ, our old self is crucified on a cross. But we still carry that dead body around on our back. And we still try to be friends with, <laughs> be friends with that old dead body, that rotting body. That's what we try to do. The Romans, when they wanted to, to really kill somebody slow, and this is a picture that Paul's using here, they would take someone, instead of crucifying them, they would take a body and, and chain it to the person, their back. And they would leave the person like that. And that body would rot on the person, and, and that person would rot with the body. That's a living death, isn't it? That's the picture here. It's dead. Put it down. Don't try to get some enjoyment out of it. And so often we try to, we try to enjoy our old life and our old sin again. But it's dead. It's gone. And you'll never enjoy sin again. Again. I remember we were, Kim and I, we were in Illinois, and we were at a big swimming place, a lake, and it was very dangerous, very dangerous, and uh, sure enough, there was tons of people there, and not enough lifeguards, and the water was muddy, and sure enough, one of the kids in our youth group stepped on, stepped on somebody in the water, couldn't even see him, couldn't see the person, and went and got the lifeguard and freaked out and pulled the person and they did the CPR and CPR and... but the person... turned out later the person had broken their neck, dove in, they were... drinking... Drunk, dove in drunk, broke their neck and had been there a while and they pulled them out... so they, they were doing CPR on this... this dead person... and it was so tragic because you're like... Oh. first of all the death is tragic... we've all seen this kind of thing... But also trying to do CPR on a dead person. After these people must have realized that this person had been dead for hours, and they were—it was—it was horrible. And and but it hit me as I was afterward. We were with the youth group. I we do the same thing with our old self. We do CPR on a dead person. We we're like, I got to get enjoyment out of this old sin. It's just going back to that old place, going back to that old person. Going back to that old thing, just try it one more time. Just give it a try. Just could be one shot, right? One thought. And it's a rotting body. It's dead. We are a brand new person in Jesus Christ. We now. Have, we will, I, I just want to stress that. Knowing who we are in Jesus Christ. If you weren't here last week, we gave that list. Get it. Yeah, I, gotta, I put it out on the email. L- read it. F- focus on it because it's essential to understand, to move forward. we got to put that body down and leave it down and move forward in God's love. And that has to be our focus, is God's love. Just as we come to Christ and, and we become a brand new person in, in Christ because of God's love, that's what keeps us moving forward. Romans 5.8, we've we t- uh, talked about this many times. Romans 5.8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's God's love. While we're still sinners, while we're still horrible in his sight. Still murderers in his sight. Still in prison in his sight. Still convicted convicts in his sight. That's when Jesus died for us. Imagine the worst person you can imagine. Imagine that person. Don't say their names. Don't say it out loud. All right? But imagine, what, what, is, what person really deserves to go to hell? And we'd be happy to send them there. Think about that person. We think of people that are murdering and rulers of countries that are responsible for horrible things. We think of a Hitler or a Stalin, and I'm not coming any closer to our present time, but where, where we think of those people and they're horrible. But you know what? Listen. Every one of us was like that in God's sight. One sin, just one sin, offends His holiness that much. That we all, while we were still sinners, repulsive. Because sin repulses holy, our holy God, the holy God. That's when he gave his son Jesus to die for us. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And, and the, the vital thing to understand is this is the motivation to live the Christian life. So many times we think of the Christian life and why am I going to, okay, I'm a Christian, I'm going to heaven, now I got my ticket, you know, and, but now I got no more fun. That's the end of my fun life. Can't do all those fun things anymore. You remember all the fun we used to have? Getting drunk, throwing up. Nobody here. Using drugs and waking up and not knowing what you just did and what happened. These are just a few things, right? Sleeping with someone and, and, and the question wasn't, am I in love? Am I going to marry this person? Or what did I just catch? And that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? We can all add to that list many, many times, can't we? Every one of us. So, now I'm a Christian, I can't have that fun anymore. And now we know, as we get more mature, we realize it was not fun at all. It was living death. It was misery. It was going nowhere. But so many times we get the wrong motivation. Okay, I'm a Christian. I got heaven, and God loves me great, but now I can't have fun anymore. That, that is, or, or I'm afraid to do it because God's going to zap me. Now God does discipline. Oh yeah, He disciplines. We've all been spanked plenty, right? I still have bruises, right? So you know, we 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 get spanked plenty, but but He doesn't punish. He's not looking to just punish us. God doesn't punish His children. He disciplines us. He turns us back. But we, a lot of us don't get that. We still think, oh, if I swear on the golf course, lightning's going to hit my golf my golf club, right? You know, you know the old you know the old mindset. God's just waiting to zap us. God's not waiting to zap us. He's looking to lovingly discipline us. That's what he does. God disciplines those he loves. But that can't be the motivation either. I can't have fun anymore or or I'm going to get zapped by God. That can't be the motivation either. The motivation is God's love because he loves us. And if it's not that, It's going to be empty. You're just going through the motions. You're just, you know, just God's a bunch of rules i got to follow. And, you know, I've got to, what, what can't I do? What can't I do? What I can't. Listen. The focus is what can we do? Because of God's love. That's, the, that's got to be our whole motivation. Romans 12, 1. Therefore. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Because of his mercy, that's why we live it. That's why we respond. We, we are responding and we're living it because of God's love. What, think of a coach. Think of coaches if you've played sports in the past or anything. They've done theater or, or music what person, or a parent, think of your parents you had. Maybe you had one who was a little nicer and one who was meaner. What person do you want to do better for? Stick to the coach thing. Which one do you want to do better for? A coach that you really like, and you really appreciate, and, and they, they encourage you, and they've really... Done a lot for you, and, and, or the one who doesn't really care about you and just, you know, you just got to do it because you're on the team. Who do you play harder for? Who, do you, who are you more motivated to try harder for? It's the person that you really feel like cares about you. And you love them. You love that coach. You love that teacher. You love that parent. You love that music. Director, you you love the you know the the theater whatever they call it. Anyway, the producer, you love them, you love them. That's what that's who you try hard for. That's who you give everything for. And that's what our motivation has to be with God. It's God's love. Why am I not gonna? put on this movie or click on this thing on my computer or say this nasty thing about this person or drink this or snort that or smoke this or, you know, or, or. I mean, there's a thousand things we could add to the list. Why aren't I doing this? Because I can't? Or because I love God? I love him because I, I really know him and I know what he did for me. I know how much He loves me. And I know why He doesn't want me to do these things. Not to, sp- Not to spoil my fun, but so that I can really have fun. So I can have joy in my life and peace in my life and reach my full potential in Jesus Christ and be the person He, he created me to be. To be the person he created me to be. And he is recreating. Colossians 3.12 talks about being recreated. The person he's recreated me to be. Verse 12 to 14. What is motivating us this morning? Nothing I say the rest of here is going to make any sense. Or is going to do anything for you if we don't get this part. That God loves us so much that he gave his one and only son to die in our place, to take our place. And we can have a brand new life in Jesus Christ if we will act on that love, if we'll put our faith in his son Jesus. And we can live a whole new way in that love. Let's pray. Have you acted on God's love? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Have you ever believed in Jesus? Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Have you received Jesus by believing in him? You can do that right now. You can become a brand new child of God right now. You you can have the Holy Spirit living in you right now. It's a prayer of faith. God, please forgive me. I repent of my old life, my old sin, everything I've ever done wrong. I repent. I walk away from that. Please forgive me. Because I'm putting my faith in Jesus, your son. I give my life To Jesus. If you've prayed that prayer in your heart, then your whole life is changed. No matter what you've done, no matter what you carried into this service today, it's gone. It's completely forgiven completely forgotten as far as the east is from the west. So far has he removed our transgressions from us. And you are now a child of God, a son, a daughter of God. And you can talk to him, commune with him, connect with him anytime, anywhere, about anything. Anything. Through his son Jesus, in Jesus' name. I want to encourage you, if you have given your life to Jesus, you've received him by believing on him, I want to encourage you to let somebody know. Maybe you're here with a family member or a friend. If not, let me know because I want to be able to be excited for you and to encourage you but let, let me know fill out the card in the bulletin stick it in the box text, call, email, tell me because we're going to be excited and, and, and help you grow in your new faith in Christ for those of us who have already put our faith in Christ how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Maybe we're still carrying around a dead body. Doing CPR on it, trying to revive it and get some enjoyment out of that old body again. And this morning we put it down. Say, God, I don't want to carry this garbage with me into a new year I'm going to lay it down crucify the old self the old sinful nature maybe we've been cold in our relationship with God because we've been trying to do it in the flesh or haven't wanted to do it because we just had the whole wrong perspective God, I pray every one of us here would know your love. Your Holy Spirit would touch us in a special way. We would know your love, and we would live in that love. And we pray that love would touch many, many other people all around us who are living hopeless, empty lives, They're tired, they're scarred, they're beaten up, they're in prisons. We pray that the love of Christ flowing in and through us will touch their hearts and their lives. Open our eyes to that in Jesus' name. Amen.